0: On December 29, 1972, an Eastern Airlines flight from New York City to Miami crashes into the Florida Everglades. There are a total of 101 fatalities, including four of the crew members on the flight. This is not the end of the mystery. For several years, and in several different aircraft, there are reported ghost sightings of the dead crew members. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruise Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of The Ghosts of Flight 401.
1: Pull down and turn to your right. If you force it, you'll break it. This won't come out, Bob. Push the switch forward. A single light bulb is preventing a modern jetliner from landing. screwing around with a 20-cent piece of light equipment on this plane. Struggling to fix a minor problem, a much more serious one develops. We're still at 2,000, man. Right? Hey, hey, what's happening here? Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist basement. Somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. Well, a little uh, rain action from the hurricane this lovely Friday. My dog decided that it's now a princess and will not go out in the yard when it is raining to potty. So I don't know how old age is going to affect this dog, but uh, I had to go out there with an umbrella, two umbrellas, one for him and one for me. <laughs> I know hey if you drove I by say,
0: I, I can't say much man i'm a princess when it comes to pissing in the rain too i just don't <laughs> do it <anymore. laughs>
1: and so then he's backed up and so he starts ripping them i mean my whole house smells like one big dog turd my wife comes home she's like what have you been doing i'm like your dog over there you know princess won't go poop because it's been raining so yeah that's my friday but it was Friday, bro. That's right, bro. It's still Friday. It's yeah. still Friday. Yeah. They got yeah. shit to do. We I do have, have a job
0: today. I had like a mini little vacation if it wasn't for all the dang meetings.
1: God, boy, I had a, I had an uh, a marathon hour and ten minute one. It wasn't bad. I was just talkative, and I was like, "I understand, I understand, I understand." But let's go, let's go, let's go. Chop, 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 sway uh no new patrons but we are recording 2 days after the last episode so i do think somewhere in the uh catalog we had a either a five star or a shout out something uh i must have missed it no it obviously it was mr Loomy joe commending us on our episode so. Mm. That was it. And we do appreciate it Mr. Lumijou. Anytime y'all want birthday shout outs, please let us know. We are not beyond you know, patronizing to our listeners. We have a doozy for you. I know Halloween is a couple of weeks removed, but we have some ghost stories.
0: Yeah, this was recommended to us right about the time of Halloween. Be like, this is a good Halloween episode. And you're like, you know, you're right. It would be a great Halloween episode. Let's do it on November
1: 11th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we fast-tracked a couple of episodes and kind of pushed this one back a little bit. So <laughs> when a man brings beer 300 miles, you do you do the episode he asks. You damn right you do. <laughs> you so, don't
0: get more prioritized on our list than that.
1: That's right. He was east bounding down. Actually, he was southeast bounding down, but still bounding down.
0: Man, I'm sorry to report, I did not win the two billion dollar Powerball.
1: If any of our listeners are closet conspiracy theorists, uh, there's quite the conspiracy going on about that drawing. Uh, I don't know if well, you've seen. Of I'm videos.
0: not sure exactly what you're talking about, but I know there was a conspiracy that there really isn't a lottery winner. Like they just say someone won it and pocket all the money.
1: No, there was uh the drawing drawing shows the lady and says, good evening. And then the news article says that they actually did the drawing in Florida at like eight 58 AM. And they're like, it's funny that there was a glitch only in California. And then after the glitch was fixed, one person won the billions in California.
0: Mm, it's funny how that works out. I, oh yeah, I, I lie, I did win. <laughs> I won $4. I won $4. I had the Powerball on one of them.
1: We, uh, there was a group of us got together. It was actually a pretty good idea about we were all from different parts of the state, so we left our professional development last Friday and decided to stop in a little hole-in-the-wall towns and pick up you know, a couple of quick picks here and there. Of course, we didn't win. I think the I high think
0: I don't play lotto with other people. That's just a good way to get murdered. <laughs> like, oh, oh, all thirty of us won it. Oh, wait, ten of us claimed it. <laughs> like, what happened to the other twenty?
1: I don't know. Food poisoning.
0: They just left town for some reason. Yeah. Abruptly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the highest winner we had. I think somebody won six bucks. So we did our just contribution. Away. Oh, of course not. Hell, there was probably eight of us in the. In the the group, so. But anyway, let's get this thing rolling, 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 rolling.
0: This one's wild, man.
1: Yes, it is.
0: And if if they're all true, it just goes to show you that maybe the, the great beyond, there's still people trying to look out for you in yeah, many
1: ways. You're right. So we're going to talk about the original flight, and then we're going to give you some firsthand accounts of other people having honings, and then we also have some. Ghost stories from flight attendants. <laughs> Buckle up, Buttercup. Get you <laughs> hanged on. So December 29th, 1972, Eastern Airlines Lockheed L-1011 as it is heading from New York to Miami out of John F. Kennedy Airport. The mood on the flight was How do you up. say that? John F. Kennedy.
0: Yeah, he is
1: <laughs> The mood on the flight was upbeat. There was 163 passengers, 13 crew members. Boy, you don't get that nowadays. You're lucky if you get six.
0: Oh, I thought you were trying to indicate that 13 might have been a bad luck number, and that's why they crashed.
1: No, yeah. I wasn't worried about that. Now, they were looking forward to enjoying New Year's Eve in the Florida sunshine. The plane with the FAA number N310EA was only four months off the assembly line and was the pride of the Eastern Airlines fleet. The TriStar, as the aircraft was known, was one of the most modern and technologically advanced of its day. The flight from JFK had been pretty uneventful, but as the crew prepared for landing, the first in a chain of crazy events would occur that eventually led to the loss of 101 lives. Now, First Officer Albert Stockstall was instructed to lower the landing gear. Alarmingly, the crew noticed that not all of the wheel indicator lights had turned green. Captain Robert Bob Loft believed that it was just a faulty light bulb. Stockstill struggled to remove the bulb while the flight engineer Donald Don Repo went down into the avionics bay, or as affectionately known from the crew as the hellhole, and it is situated below the flight deck to visually check if the gear was actually down. So as the pilots are attempting to resolve the issue, they fail to notice that the autopilot has been disengaged, and they were slowly descending towards the Florida Everglades. The TriStar was traveling at 227 miles per hour when it slammed into the swamp just outside of Miami. Many of the passengers were killed instantly, and those that did survive faced an agonizing wait for rescuers to reach the crash site. First Officer Stocksville died upon impact, but both Repo and Loft survived the initial crash. Repo was rushed to the hospital, but later succumbed to his injuries. Tragically, Rescue was too slow for Captain Loft as well, and he died at the scene. Now, the subsequent investigation into the crash would cite pilot error as the main cause. The crew failed to monitor the altitude as they tried in vain to deal with the undercarriage problem. Tragically, it was later revealed that the nose wheel had indeed been locked in place, and it was the bulb that was faulty. Although the majority of the airplane was destroyed, there were certain parts, such as the galley, that were salvageable. And back in the 70s, if it ain't broke, we're going to reuse it. So Eastern and Lockheed agreed that those parts could be reused and fitted into another plane on the production line. One of those such aircrafts was tail number n 318 ea And as the weeks and months passed, strange happenings began to occur.
0: Yeah, any of these happened to me, and
1: I'm out. And what's funny is there's a picture on the website that I found a lot of this stuff from, and uh, it's the cabin of the old Eastern Airlines. And, man, it is so 1970. Purple carpet down the aisles. Oh,
0: hell yeah.
1: Uh, Baby blues and those orange and reds with the seat backs. The um, flight attendants are in knee-length dresses. I mean, straight out of the 70s, baby. So JFK Airport uh, in 1973 and the Eastern Airlines, I guess, hub, for lack of a better word, is basically where some airline vice presidents were traveling through. And as a VIP passenger, one of the... Vice President's, doesn't say his name, was allowed onto the aircraft first. And as he made his way to the first class cabin, he moved towards his seat and he noticed a company captain in full uniform and went over to have a chat with him. During the conversation, he suddenly realized that he was speaking to Bob Loft. As soon as he realized it was Loft, he disappeared. So the vice president rushes off the plane, you know, what is a ghost, and trying to find a crew member, terrified that this could be an omen that something was going to happen to this flight. A search of the plane was carried out before other passengers boarded, but there was no sign of any living man. Now, a few months later, back at JFK, a crew boarding the same aircraft were surprised to see Loft already on board. They apparently chatted to the ghost, not realizing who he was, before he vanished right before their eyes. The flight was later canceled as the crew were too shaken to operate. Uh, you think? Yeah, I mean, can you blame (laughs) them? That's twice. (laughs) (laughs) Now, on the L-1011, flight engineers would usually arrive at the aircraft before other crew to carry out their pre-flight checks on a particular day. A flight engineer was stunned to see an Eastern second officer already in his seat. He immediately recognizes him as Don Repo, and the apparition said to him, quote, you don't need to worry about the pre-flight. I've already done it, before disappearing right before his eyes.
0: All right. Uh, I mean, at that point, do you trust him, or do you just go ahead and do the pre-flight like you're supposed to?
1: I'm pretty sure there'd be two movements, a bowel movement and a physical <laughs> movement. <laughs> Oh man, I hate
0: I. I meant to bring this up earlier, but I'm gonna completely go take a right turn. Man, did you hear Gallagher died? Yeah, man, I saw that. Man, he was my favorite comedian when I was a kid, Me and too. then later on in life, I bought his uh, I bought his DVD box set, and I actually got the jokes because I was older, and it was awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: I got That's to see the man twice. That's awesome. One time in Atlanta, and the row we were on light was the first row that didn't have plastic on it.
1: And you still got sprayed? Hell no. He had it down to a
0: science because only one kernel of corn made it past that row. Dang. And uh, then I saw him in Chattanooga. I was in front row in Chattanooga on a non sledgematic show. Dang. And it was his last one of the – he did five shows, which uh, is his fifth show. And he said, well, I got my hammer. He said, you guys want me to smash some stuff? And he said, uh, they'll probably ban me, but I don't give a fuck. I'm old. And he smashed the shit out of like three watermelons, and me and my buddy got covered, and he got banned.
1: <laughs> well, you know, if you're going to go out, go out on top. Yeah, man. So RIP Leo
0: Gallagher, man. He was very funny. <laughs> if you don't know who he is, look him up.
1: Yes, he was hilarious. I he loved more his...
0: than just a man with a hammer.
1: That's right. I may smash some fruit in his honor tonight.
0: Oh, I'm going to myself. All
1: right, so during a flight from Atlanta to Miami on board another Eastern Airline flight, the flight deck were enjoying their meal as they cruised at the altitude of 39,000 feet, and suddenly there was a loud knocking coming from the hellhole or the undercarriage. By now, the ghost stories had been circulating around the company, and the crew were very reluctant to open that son of a bitch up and see what was going on. Yeah, I don't, uh, no, I don't blame him. I wouldn't, I hate flying anyway,
0: but if I see ghosts on flights, I'm done. Done.
1: He's driving everywhere. He's, he is the John Madden of podcast after that, but the knocking kept going and the flight engineer opened the hatch and he was horrified to see Don Repo's face staring back at him. Terrifyingly, This was where the engineer had been when the flight 401 had crashed. And it wasn't just flight crews who saw the ghost. On one occasion, several caterers loading flights for the flight, and this is the same tail number that they repurposed the galley for, were seen rushing off the jet and refused to go back on board. When asked why, they all stated that they had seen a flight engineer standing in the forward galley before vanishing right before their eyes. Passengers also reported strange occurrences. A woman sat next to an Eastern Airline pilot who she said looked ill, so she called a stewardess for the pilot, and he dematerialized right before their eyes. Another lady summoned a crew member as she was concerned about the unresponsive pilot who sat next to her, and once again, he disappears, leaving the passengers hysterical so for the majority of the reports of what was going on in the ghost sightings they had been kind of swept under the rug by eastern airlines and there was not a lot of press about it what the airline would want passengers to think was different from the fact that the aircraft was haunted by dead flight crew who perished on board one of their newer models Although the airline had point blankly refused to believe the ghost stories, the sightings were all reported to the Independent Flight Safety Foundation, who later commented, quote, the reports were given by experienced and trustworthy pilots and crew. We consider them significant, end quote. Eastern Airlines would go on to warn employees that they could face dismissal if they were caught spreading the ghost stories. So basically, the old UFO company policy was installed, Speak of it, you're flying a desk.
0: That's just not fair.
1: No, it's not. So there is one incident that supposedly changed everything. And this was flight 903, who had just taken off from JFK en route to Mexico City. Now, this flight, stewardess Faye Merriweather was in the galley preparing the meals for the passengers. As she reached for the handle of the oven door, yes, there were ovens back then on the actual airplane. She was horrified to see the face of Don Repo staring back at her. Not one to panic, she briskly made her way to the front to get another stewardess and the aircraft's engineer to come with her to take a look. Sure enough, when they return, Don's face is still staring out from the oven, although now it looked like he was trying to say something. Suddenly, all three clearly heard Don mutter the words, quote, watch out for fire in this plane, end quote. The flight reached Mexico City safely, but on the return leg, problems began with the aircraft's starboard engine. After an inspection of the aircraft was cleared for takeoff, the plane climbed away, the engine failed, and backfired several times. It was quickly shut down before it caught fire, and they returned back to the airport. Thankfully, no one was hurt during this incident, but the crew were understandably very shaken after what they had seen in the oven door. As the sightings became more and more frequent, rumors would circulate that pilots and crew would refuse to fly on the airline that had the spare parts from flight 401. Paranormal investigators requested numerous times to be allowed on board the aircraft to see if they could get anything on record. And as usual, the airline refused their requests. However, All of the salvaged parts from 401 were later removed from all of Eastern Airlines' jets, and the ghost of Bob Loft and Don Repo were supposedly never seen again. But their honing words to protect Eastern's fleet came true. In the years after the crash, until the airlines went bankrupt, there were no other fatal crash on board the TriStar fleet. Whether you believe in ghosts or not, it's quite nice to think that these dedicated pilots may have kept the entire Tristar fleet safe. Now, the one air bus or plane, whatever you want to refer to it, with the tail number N318EA went on to later fly for Hong Kong carrier Cathay Pacific and Eastern Airlines was consigned to the history books when they ceased operation in 1991. They state that there are still ghost stories from the Hong Kong carrier that resemble the two ghostly apparitions.
0: It's just, I mean, I don't understand it, how you just get attached to the parts, you know, because like, that was kind of the thing with James Dean, too. They parted out his car, and bad luck just followed it. Yeah. That was more of a curse. This is kind of the opposite. These guys were looking out for people. These goes were good ghosts.
1: Nothing yes, they were, they were. So there's a little wiki page about Bob Loft and Don Repo, but it doesn't really go over a whole lot that we haven't covered. You know, it t- kind of touches on that Faye Merriweather, and we'll take, there's some pictures that we will post of the actual crash site in the Everglades. But there was one that I wanted to kind of read anyway. It was um, one of the ghost stories, and this is from the person's point of view that saw it. And so it starts off with can a flight be haunted? Yes, it can. That's because my flight last year from Chicago to Miami was visited by ghosts, and I'm pretty sure it was the Eastern Airlines Flight 401 crew. It's okay to think of me as nuts, and I don't blame you. And would probably be thinking the same thing, but that doesn't change the fact that my plane, in this case, a Boeing 737, was visited by Ghost. I'm not going to tell you the airline I was flying because it really doesn't matter. What I can share is the honing took place somewhere over the Florida Everglades, not far from Miami International Airport. (laughs) (laughs) I should probably also tell you that this was a red-eye flight and there weren't... A lot of people on board, maybe fifty at the most. I can also tell you, I was not on drugs, legal or illegal, and I had not had a drop to drink. So the reason for the trip? How do
0: you fly without drinking? That's just that's just insane.
1: I don't know. It's kind kind of like you know, how do you eat pretzels without beer? I thought I saw a thing
0: one time. It said uh, he goes, "I quit drinking because I had to quit smoking." He said because you cannot. Drink and not smoke. He said, drinking without smoking is like pooping without peeing. It cannot be done. (laughs) He said, you can smoke and not drink just like you can pee and not poop. But I defy you to poop and not pee. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a try. See if it's possible. That's the way I feel about flying. Yeah, You can't fly and not drink. That's impossible.
1: (laughs) So the lady goes on to state, uh, well, I assume it's a lady. I apologize. I Gender. Whatever. Anyway, whoever this is said that the reason they were traveling to Florida was because their aunt had died a few days earlier and they were going to pay their respects. So he was or she was sitting in a window seat in the coach section with nobody next to him. There was one person behind this individual sprawled out fast asleep. Nobody was sitting in front of this unnamed person, but across the aisle also seated in a window seat was one old woman who was reading a book with the help of the overhead light. As you can imagine, the plane itself was dark because the cabin crew had dimmed the lights so that the passengers could sleep. There was no turbulence either, just the sound of the engines whining over the wings. And so it must have been around five in the morning when the apparition started. I had been following the flight's progress on the seat back screen in front of me and was aware that we were entering the Florida Everglades. Feeling tired, I closed my eyes for a moment and at some point, I don't know how long I could sense the presence of someone next to me. There is no way to explain this sensation. You just know it when it happens. At any rate, I decided to open my eyes again and when I looked to my left, I saw someone was occupying the aisle seat. Remember, for the entire flight, nobody had been sitting there. Not wanting to be rude, I said hello to my new seatmate. It was a male in his late 40s or early 50s. He appeared to have some type of uniform on with insignia that indicated he was a pilot. He also had on Captain's clearly red Eastern Airlines. When I said hello, he nodded back. He then leaned over to look outside of the window, twisting his body in such a way that I could make out the ID badge that clearly showed the name Robert Loft. Following his lead, I decided to look out the window as well. All I could see was pitch darkness, which is typical when you fly over the Everglades. When I turned around to look at the pilot again, he was gone. Yep, that's right. There was no trace of him. A little freaked out, I unbuckled my seatbelt and stood up, hoping to see if he had moved to another seat. He was nowhere to be found. But what I did see was a new person across the aisle. Remember that old woman I had told you about who was reading her book? Well, she was no longer there. Instead, I saw another person in a pilot's uniform. Curious and a little spooked, I left my seat and made my way across the aisle. As his presence came more into focus, I could see that he too had an Eastern Airlines pilot's hat on. Hi, I'm Don. Are you looking for something, he asked. Embarrassed, I said no and turned around to head back to my seat. By the time I had buckled my seat in, Don was gone. I'm for real, the guy disappeared. It was the old woman back in the seat reading her book. Needless to say, I was utterly freaked out. For the duration of the flight, I kept looking around me, unsure what was real and what was not. But I was also determined to find out what happened. I tried to put the incident out of my mind for months. If I told anyone what had happened, I would surely be known as a nut job. In fact, I was pretty sure people would call me crazy. It was only after I did a little research that I discovered my experience was not a one-off. Apparently, other people have had similar experiences. And then he goes on or she goes on to explain about how Flight 401 crashed in 72 in the Everglades. And it closes with, I will say that if you are ever on a flight over the Florida Everglades, particularly late at night, watch your surroundings closely. You may be able to experience something extraordinary. So yeah, I would have freaked the fuck out if I'm on a red eye flight and two people in pilots' uniforms disappear. Yeah, because I mean, no doubt, especially if they're. It not the was four to eleven, um, in the evening. Getting set to go to bed, really. What are you and playing there, sir? The phone rang. And they said that. Oh, I it's don't know. Formula. Your daughter's missing at sea. Are you watching was Netflix? A nightmare. You UK tea? police had no power yes. to investigate. Maritime law says jurisdiction. I don't know, but maritime law was involved. <laughs> was that you? I don't see a video playing on my side. That's not, it wasn't me, dude. Okay, we got to stop the ghost stories, man. <laughs> yeah, you leave that in because,
0: dude, don't edit that. I don't know what that was.
1: That is fucked. If it had been like some maritime kind of. Maritime law? Maritime law. Well, I know? didn't. Well, you haven't seen crumpets, and you're just not going to tell me.
0: I'm I'm literally – it couldn't have been about the the flight because I closed all those out earlier.
1: I just closed the one and opened up another one, but it has – it's just a read-only that I was going to go over some ghost stories about the uh, – some other flights. So there's no videos on this. I've scrolled up and down this son of a bitch for like <laughs> – I mean, I'm just Dude, sitting that here
0: – that was not on my end. Holy the only, shit. The only audio – Things that I have open are like top ten lists about wrestling. Like, <laughs> damn!
1: If it had said airline investigation, uh, you would have. We would have had to like release the video of this Zoom call because <laughs> we would have both yeah. been like, out. We're out. We're out.
0: <laughs> like this, Yeah.
1: All right. I've so like it's ten ex- huge
0: WWE debuts that went absolutely nowhere. Ten wrestlers who turned down Triple H. Uh, yeah, it's nothing, nothing. I was watching earlier stuff about the flight, but man, I tr- I closed all of them
1: out. But did you? I didn't. I'm telling you, I did. <laughs> it's a little warm in, the st- in my uh, office now. I may have to shed these clothes. I am freaking out, dude.
0: Like, it was not on my end because it would have told me.
1: And here's the bad thing. My wife and my son both have left like 30 minutes ago to go eat. I am here by myself, hearing strange things in the computer.
0: It's. I thought you hit one of the things on the, uh an ad or a button uh, on the board. No, 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 no. The the little soundboard you had.
1: Yeah, no, I have not touched any of that.
0: Okay, I have no idea what we were saying when that happened. I'm sure I was hilarious, and it was comedy gold. Yeah,
1: we'll just have to wait until it comes out to see. But
0: so, I, I, I remember ha- I was on some. I was onto something. I had a train. Oh. Yeah, oh, we were talking about the pilots disappearing. Because <laughs> my first thought would have been, oh, those are the ghosts from Flight 401. No, my my first thought would have been, those are the fucking pilots that are flying the plane. What the hell are you
1: doing back here? And they just disappeared. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it would have been automatic heart attack right then and there. Because I'm I telling you, I hate flying so much. I'm so scared of it. Now, if I'm on a flight and sober... And my pilot disappears. Yeah, I'm out.
1: (laughs) Dang. All right, so there was a flight attendant that says that she was on a Virgin Atlantic flight, and the story goes that the flight attendant went to the galley where she found an elderly man standing. The man asked the flight attendant to pass along a message to a woman on board telling her that he was okay. The flight attendant complied with the man's request and shared the information with the passenger who was confused for a moment. She then pulled a photo from her wallet and asked if the man in question was the same in the photo. When the flight attendant confirmed that it was the same man, the woman said that the man indeed was on board in a coffin in the cargo hold. What? Yeah. Yeah. A coffin in the cargo hold?
0: Yeah. Ain't so, right. No. in the t- on, <laughs> on the glass Alano Club?
1: Ain't right, boys. Ain't right. In Thailand, some believe that the dolls known as Luke Thep, or child angels, are inhabited by spirits of children and to treat them as one would for a real child to bring good fortune to the bearer. These spirits are said to reward those that care for them with everything from help with alcoholism to financial success. The dolls are brought everywhere, including flots. Nope, you ain't bringing no... Doll Island, you ain't getting bored on that. You better, you might as well have a gun. But anyway, the Thai Smile Airlines has found the dolls to be so prevalent that they are actually written policies regarding them. For instance, dolls may be ticketed for seats in the name of the passenger only, but must not sit in the exit row. And if your, quote, child would like a snack or drink, Thai Smile Airlines is more than happy to serve them as well. Everyone loves a good ghost story. And the airline industry is no joke when it comes to their airline ghost operations. Yeah, man, that's some crazy shit. Like I'm already, I'm like you, I'm already nervous when I fly. I don't need to be seeing ghosts or what I assume is the pilot supposedly flying the plane.
0: Yeah, I'm, that's not the best time for me to see ghosts. Just saying. I'm not into that.
1: So there was one that said, this is the last time, but this one said to occur on an aircraft labeled number 502, and they affectionately refer to it, the plane as Christine from the Stephen King film. And sometimes Christine bothers the flight attendants and sometimes Christine behaves. But what is odd is that of this flight number 502, all of the unoccupied bathrooms at 35,000 feet would begin flushing simultaneously. What? Yeah. I guess a a ghostly shit right there. I don't know.
0: No, come on. No.
1: So, yeah, that's the... The little story of Flight 401 and a couple of weird ghost stories from around some of the other airlines. I'm sure there's a lot more out there. You would just have to get people to divulge it anonymously. So if you have ever experienced a ghost apparition on a flight or you know someone that works in the airline industries that would like to tell their tale, let us know. This is definitely something we could revisit if we get enough examples or stories back even though I'm kind of hesitant now to do any more ghost stories because of our ghost in the machine episode.
0: That was spooky just a minute ago.
1: So spooky.
0: Like I seriously didn't hit anything. So even if it was on my end, which it didn't tell me where the sound was coming from, even if it was on my end, I didn't hit anything. I've got the app open wide open and it just says two participants, you and me. And it was on full screen, so I had, dude, I don't know. Crazy. I think he's just messing with me, hopefully.
1: No, I'm not, dude. I swear to you. <laughs> but I we know will. what I'll do. <laughs> I'll
0: get this guy. I'll, I'll scare him. He's a scaredy cat. Everybody knows, unfortunately, that when I get scared, I do a very, very high-pitched scream. It's not – it ain't pleasant. Like I told you, we didn't have kids today at work, no students, so I was in the restroom. Tinkling and mid tinkle, this metal trash can that's bolted to the wall fell. Jeez. Smacked the floor behind me. And I screamed like a prepubescent girl, peed everywhere basically. (laughs) And the female custodians happened to be walking by and they were like, Are you okay in there? No,
1: I'm not. No, no, no. no." No, 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 no. You know, you was talking about if he tells you that the flight pre check's been done, do you take his word for it? When I think of when you said that I think of the Louis Grizzard thing where he's talking about Uncle his uncle and he set up out of that in the parlor and I said, Well, Uncle So and so, if you gonna stay up, I'm gonna go to bed. (laughs) But anyway. All right, so recommendations. I have one I'm going to steal. From our longtime friend of the podcast and former transporter of Tennessee beer, Mr. Terry Andrew, texted me last night and said, have you seen Moment of Contact, the Roswell of Brazil? And it's a two-hour documentary that's just come out, and it's about the Viena UFO crash. And I started it last night, and I've kind of heard of it. There's some pictures on the internet. It's a little brown-looking alien with real big red eyes, kind of cowered down. I'm sure anybody that follows UFOs have seen that. But what they don't tell you is, leading up to this incident, Brazil is like a hotspot for crazy-ass UFO stuff. So we may actually tackle that story of the UFO crash in Brazil, but the... Documentary is called Moment of Contact. It's directed by James Fox, and he is a true believer. He's a little in this one, he's a little too American, I guess, for me. He keeps telling the witnesses they find them 20 years later, and he keeps make make me feel like I was there. Tell me more. You know, make me put me in that. But I'm like, shut the fuck up and just let them talk. You're so negative. What's your recommendation there, Slappy? Well, I'm going to recommend
0: several things about the flight of 401. You know, there's a movie that came out in the 70s. There's a book that came out. There's a new series. Um, I can't remember exactly what it's on. I think it's Shutter, maybe, something like that. Um, but I'm also going to recommend the video by Mr. Bowden, who's really good. He is uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, and he's very good. So if you want to check him out, do that. That's a good video to watch.
1: Yeah, he does a great job. There's, I don't know if it's related, but I kept finding advertisements for the plane crash or horror story of Flight 720, the Shiver incident. Well, Slappy, you got anything else? Oh, I think you know I don't. Well, then, deuces.